what we do is we have quite a funny thing that we keep on doing in our team you as a recruiter should know when you need to take a break it is always the grass is greener on the other side you are listening to the recruiters podium a show that brings you the world of recruitment on a podcast with me kshama bhat so today i'm pleased to welcome chanpreet on our show her mission revolves around the core principles of hire train retain in the realm of human resource welcome chanpreet to recruiters podium uh thank you so much shama pleasure to have you on our show thank you same here it's pleasure to be here thank you uh so uh let me just directly get into the conversation in today's fast paced world of recruitment deadlines can be tight and the demand for talent is incredibly high right yeah so i'm curious how do you personally manage to strike a healthy work life balance while meeting these demanding timelines okay so uh to be very honest the kind of industry that i work in mm-hmm. i'll give you a small brief about that it's a vfx industry okay it, it is more into media and uh, the the vfx work that we do for hollywood movies as the industry is small and like you know we have uh, like it's still booming so we have a mm-hmm. very good competition with the other companies that like you know uh, the same kind of companies that we have here so for that uh, matching the deadlines and getting the right talent becomes a little tough job for us mm-hmm. but um, as you said like you know uh, matching so we the main thing that we do here is um, we set our targets we set our priorities we set we have a proper time management that we do in the morning itself uh, okay. of our daily routine and um, as per that then we delegate our work and the kind of positions that we have open right now Mm-hmm. we set which positions uh, is on urgent basis what is the talent pool that we can touch on and accordingly then we uh, like you know dedicate our time towards it mm-hmm. have you any time come across you know different set of candidates in this field when you're hiring of course yes <laughs> there are 10000 different types of people that we meet as a recruiter uh, if mm-hmm. a person is a new person for us Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how do you tackle these we do love the people <laughs> who are easily uh, we can easily talk and get the things done but yes with the candidates that have uh, there are different candidates one that will have 10000 questions mm-hmm. or one that will have a different level of um, they can say um, like some ego or you can say some like you know some tactics of not listening or understanding or mm-hmm. making it hard to negotiate with them but yes um we do make the candidate understand where mm-hmm. he stands where he or she stands what is the feedback what are the things that we are looking at we try to communicate each and everything that is possible from our end to mm-hmm. that candidate to make him or her understand like what are the things that he or she is lacking if it's regarding salary negotiation or if it's regarding uh, like you know anything else that comes in so uh, the feedback that we give the kind of profile that we are bringing to his plate 
or the career path that the company will be like you know the returns mm-hmm. that he'll get once he'll be a part of the company we try to give him a clear picture mm-hmm. so yeah so communicating everything answering to their questions it is a headache of course we need to keep our tone, uh, tone balanced up mm-hmm. uh, while we're speaking to them but yes it's very important to make them understand the difference that is there in the industry and why coming to our company will be a plus point or a career growth for them mm-hmm. but sometimes it's too exhausting to explain each and every candidate because it's we we can only give them whatever answers or whatever information we have beyond that it's upon the candidate we can't force him to join the company mm-hmm. we give them some space we tell them to sleep on it uh come back to us in a day or two or else if still the candidate feels like you know we we still feel that the candidate is stubborn or something then sometimes we do have to let the candidate go because again yes. if right now during the interviews um we feel the stubbornness we can only imagine what will happen once the candidate is on the floor with the team mm-hmm. so we don't want the stubbornness or such things to come in the team like you know when we are building up a whole new team or we are having no, more people coming in we need mm-hmm. to maintain the company culture as well and as an hr as a recruiter that's our responsibility as well yes agreed i have you ever used storytelling as a recruitment tool either to convey a company's culture or to engage candidates or could you share a story where this approach really made a difference storytelling yes we <laughs> we have used quite um like examples and as i told you our industry is small so mm-hmm. like you know people know each other mm-hmm. so we kind of use um their friends like you know like you might have spoken to your friends and you know they are mm-hmm. this is the culture of for example my own self i have worked in um this is a hollywood mm-hmm. like this is a global studio where i'm working right now and i've worked for a local global uh, the indian studio as well mm-hmm. so i try to explain them the difference in the culture the difference in the kras they'll be coming from a local studio to a global studio what is the difference what are the perks that they they are going to receive what is something that they are going to learn when they come to a better place so i give i give them my own examples i give them the examples of some candidates that have come in from mm-hmm. a local to a global company even though it's a global to global i the difference in the culture the difference in um the pipeline the difference the work style the like you know whatever things can be the uh, things that we can i can explain because i've been mm-hmm. a part of three different companies in this mm-hmm. year of tenure so mm-hmm. i try to give them such examples and then of my candidates as well mm-hmm. what they have experienced what they are experiencing right now being in the team so yeah storytelling is something we kind of have to use to give them a clear picture or else just technical words or just they won't understand the recruitment language they need yeah. to understand something of where they belong so mm-hmm. we have to give them um we have to say our things in their language for yeah. them to better understand mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes yes 
that is there it's all part of the game yes i mean like as a recruiter one more thing that comes in is when you mm-hmm. spend a little more time on the floor with other teams with mm-hmm. other employees when you hear their stories that helps us um to again as you said to give a proper storytelling to the mm-hmm. uh, candidates and all that so to I, as a recruiter that also becomes an important part to give our little time on the floor with other teams with other employees with our oh, candidates who have joined in to get their feedbacks mm-hmm. uh, hr does their 90 90 days 30 days 60 days um, review but mm-hmm. as a recruiter that is something even i have opted like to get in touch with your candidates in 30 60 90 days in 6 yes. months in a year's time to understand mm-hmm. the to understand their own growth to understand the kind of uh, experience they have gone through that gives us more uh, inside uh, information Clarity, about yeah. teams yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh so as a recruiter how do you prioritize self care and mental well being to ensure you remain effective in your role and to maintain a positive attitude throughout the ups and downs of the recruitment that is <laughs> that this is, is a tricky one <laughs> yeah so um to answer this question mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it is when i'm working on something and it is um, a little not cracking or a little difficult to understand like you know mm-hmm. i need more time or i need to i am not in the right mood right now or mm-hmm. in the right space right now to work on it i choose the departments which will be a little easier or where like you know i just need to uh, i have things sorted and i'll work on those uh, less priority things where i don't need to like you know burst my head much mm-hmm. so um, because sometimes even as a recruiter when you talk to so many people in a day you become exhausted you need that space yes you it's better to if you are comfortable to be connected on like you know connect with your people on linkedin or connect with your teams internally get references just get out of your seat once in mm-hmm. a while go around speak to other people get references from them so that gives us a little space from the regular uh, work that we do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, like you know you you need to change your location so what we do is we have quite a funny thing that we keep on doing in our team mm-hmm. uh we take our laptops and we'll go to the game room or we'll go to some we'll sit anywhere in the office mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. for a change of environment mm-hmm. uh and we'll start working from there mm-hmm. or we'll do, yeah we'll go for a coffee down or we'll go for we'll go to a coffee shop and start working from there so we keep on changing our environment we keep on changing um things around us so that you know we are not uh feeling stuck or we are not feeling in a loop the mm-hmm. whole time and when it comes to um mental mental health and stuff it's you should you as a recruiter should know when you need to take a break yeah. because you can't let your exhaustion or you can't let your things come out on a candidate or on anyone else and uh sometimes it's not just about the candidate sometimes mm-hmm. things are not easier when you're working with your uh, stakeholders yeah uh when you're working with your upper managements 
So like, you know, generally we say if things are not working out, just take a step back, take a deep breath and then mm-hmm. rejoin again. Yeah, it is better because you don't want to uh, give a reaction on the spot because that mm-hmm. is something that will come out wrong. Yeah. You need to hold yourself first, get yourself mm-hmm. together again and then get back to mm-hmm. the fight. Because in the end, we have to fight. But it's better that if we take a deep breath, we take a pause and then continue again. Yeah, it's better we don't react at at that moment. (laughs) That's something very important a recruiter Mm -hmm. should understand. Because even when we are talking, uh, like, you know, to a candidate, for example, if you're talking to a candidate regarding negotiations and the Mm -hmm. candidate is too stubborn to understand and Mm -hmm. um, he changes his tone towards us, Mm -hmm. we have to be sure that we don't react to the candidate on the same tone Mm -hmm. because the candidate is representing himself but we as a recruiter we are representing our company yeah so we have to maintain that so that it it won't come that chanpreet has said something wrong Mm -hmm. my company's name will come the hr of this company uh has like you know has spoken to me in a wrong way or uh, did not uh, like you know treat me properly not responding so we have to keep that in mind as well mm-hmm. it's not us we are representing it's the company that we are representing so we have to maintain ourselves and do not react on the spot yeah i have seen candidates who you know give uh, reviews on glassdoor or you know company's website or linkedin as well where they tag the company and they say that this person, I mean, this recruiter was rude. They're not either. They're not releasing the offer, any of the sort. So you should be very careful in dealing such things. And if we know that we are meeting with such people who are a little stubborn Mm -hmm. and uh, like, you know, they can go to this extent, you have to be more clear and communicative with them Mm -hmm. or else it's our loss. Yeah. So could you share some of the techniques you use to crack a niche skill? Uh, sure. So headhunting is something. So mm-hmm. niche skill, again, uh, my industry is, as I told you, it's a small industry right now in India. Mm-hmm. Not, there are not that many companies still developing. So we have very less people, like, you know, when we are looking out for a best talent mm-hmm. for niche skill. Uh, LinkedIn art stations, uh, LinkedIn is our biggest supporter that mm-hmm. like, you know, biggest work, uh, like you can say our place where we can find all our candidates. Apart mm-hmm. from that, we have references. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to knee skill, um, headhunting is something that I do because we, I prepare a whole, um, like, you know, a whole sheet of all the kind of people, candidates that I can approach, mm-hmm. uh, setting the company's names, the companies that I can target, the people that I can target, um, mm-hmm. their sal- if I can reach out to them via salaries or if I can get their references from anywhere. So this does not only help me for my current situations, current hirings, but it also helps me in the future. Because mm-hmm. I'll have my data ready to, I, I will know which people I need to target, which people I need to approach again in future if it's required. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And also, yeah, 
I mean, like the head hunting is the base major thing that has helped me a lot when it comes to niche skills. And references would be the second option that we I have used the most. Mm-hmm. Yes, references work. Uh, I mean, references are very powerful. Yes, even head hunting as well. Yes, head hunting. Uh, and I mean, like it's a little bit of research a mm-hmm. recruiter needs to do. But once the base is ready, it would be easier, uh, uh, a easy piece of cake in the future as well. Yes, yes. So what's the best part of being a recruiter? I love, I mean, like, uh, getting the right person for the right job is something like, you know, as a recruiter, whenever I am given a position and whenever I'm hiring mm-hmm. and somebody gets hired with a very good feedback about the candidate mm-hmm. and he does wonders in the team, that makes me feel proud. Like, you know, I got that person inside. Mm, yeah. My uh, The person that I thought would be a right fit for my company has proven, like, you know, it, it, it was proven right. So... Mm-hmm. That gives me a very, like, I feel very proud of the people I get in the company. Mm-hmm. I I can give an example with you. So, um, during COVID, when we were laying off people, like, mm-hmm. every COVID had hit us all over the place. And yeah. uh, we were not able to shoot movies. And because of that, we were not having any projects coming in. So, we had to lay off some people. Mm-hmm. That was the most difficult thing that I guess we had gone through. Even as a recruiter, when we had to speak to our own employees, the people that we got inside Mm -hmm. and to let them know that, you know, sorry that we won't be able to have you in the company anymore. And like, you know, you have to leave. Uh, Mm -hmm. After that, we opened up a new branch. So my office was in Pune. We opened up a new branch in Mumbai. And... Mm -hmm. I hired people from scratch. I got my people back again. Oh, I had my... Yes. So the thing is that because we were starting up in Mumbai mm-hmm. and we had to build up a whole team, I was so happy to have my people, like, you know, I just to give them a call and to let them know that, you know, we are, we have an opening and you, uh, like, we want you to be a part of the team again. And they were happy mm-hmm. to come back because the, of the culture that they have been in the... Com- like, they had experienced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there were two teams like that and two different companies that have built in from scratch during COVID. And it is it was approx 150 people that I hired. And mm. I that would be the most like I'll feel very proud of these two mm-hmm. teams that I had and I still feel very proud. Like even now, even now if I see somebody getting hired over there, I know that's my past company. But mm-hmm. I still feel like, you know, this is the team that I built up from scratch. Yeah, so, and 150 is huge. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> one was 150, another was, I guess, approximately 200 people, mm-hmm. 200 plus. And that was just after COVID. One was during COVID in 2020 and one mm-hmm. was in 2021 that I built up. Mm-hmm. So that satisfaction that we get of seeing, getting that people, you know, seeing that smile, seeing their career growth, I, mm-hmm. I, it makes me feel very proud and I enjoy being a recruiter. I enjoy being able to help people out to get them the right job. 
it's a proud feeling because yes. you're helping people find a job maybe their dream yeah. job as well uh so i'm pretty much done with uh, whatever i had to ask you like is there anything you would like to tell our listeners anything um, about recruitment <laughs> recruitment yes i mean like um people feel like you know uh, it's a very easy job for a recruiter like you know you, i mean like there's a very common saying like we don't have we don't have to do much work we just need to mm-hmm. pick up our phone give a call and the person is inside but mm-hmm. it is always the grass is greener on the other side they feel that our grass is very greener we don't have any work but people have to understand recruitment getting the right person inside your company is a very big task because that one person can mm-hmm. either improve your team or can spoil your team yeah or spoil the people around Mm-hmm. you say one bad fish spoils the whole thing it's yeah. the same thing one bad so, hire <laughs> ruins yes one bad hire and the company culture goes down mm-hmm. one bad review and the review about the whole company goes down it's the same thing mm-hmm. so uh, it is not an easy it's not a easy job to be done but yes because we love doing what we do you don't see that like people mm-hmm. don't see that stress on our face mm-hmm. or as a recruiter we don't show it to the people around us people need to understand that you know uh, even when they look out for a job even they understand mm-hmm. that the process is not that easy mm-hmm. it takes a little time to for each level to pass it's the same thing for us it takes time for us to get you uh, through all the levels negotiate regarding you speak on your behalf get your things done and have you on board mhm and in so, this crucial stage right there are possibilities that you know even the candidates might drop off yes they drop off they have good offers coming yeah. in or mm-hmm. uh, they just use uh, the offers to get a hike in their current companies mm-hmm. there are things even, like uh, we face it from the other end as well from the candidates end mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. and the biggest the most important thing for a recruiter is communication mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I, this is something that i feel every recruiter should understand be mm-hmm. it internally or be it with the candidates if you are not communicative if you are not able to um, speak up mm-hmm. you will like you know you will not be able to uh, grow as a recruiter because um, for example if internally i'm not able to speak up regarding my own candidates or speak up regarding the position or the difficulties that i'm facing in hiring mm-hmm. as is like you know as it's a niche uh, department or something nobody else the third person won't understand what i'm going through if i don't speak up or ask for help from mm-hmm. my seniors or from my managers and same thing externally if the candidates whom you have called or have approached you for a position if you do not reach out to them do not speak to them uh, or communicate to them regarding the feedbacks mm-hmm. or let them know what the process is if the position is on hold or the profile was not selected then you then the time comes when you listen all the bashing from the candidates and you find such posts about your own self on social mm-hmm. media mm-hmm. so yes. communication is the most important key recruitment 
every like it it won't be that difficult to learn mm-hmm. uh, but if you want to be a recruiter first learn to communicate yeah and only if you communicate you can understand the other person right what they are actually looking for yes communication helps in mm-hmm. uh making the making even a stubborn person understand yeah <laughs> <laughs> communication is something that will help you will save you up anywhere anywhere you get stuck mm-hmm. uh, but yes, yes you should know how much to communicate and what needs to be uh what information needs to be out to the candidates and what information needs to be uh, kept with your own self communication <laughs> just does not mean that open up and just speak up everything yeah should know our limits you should know our limits yes yeah. uh so yeah i am pretty much done so thank you so much for coming on a podcast with me and sharing your aspects of recruitment and sharing the uh, you know different perspectives and knowledge of whatever you've learned yeah thank you so much thank you so much for having me and uh, yeah thank you for this opportunity <laughs> yeah yes. thank you so much